In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. We've traveled uh, five weeks through the week before um, Great and Holy Lent. Um, this week, our theme is forgiveness. It kind of pervades uh, this whole day. We end with the Vespers of Forgiveness this evening at 6. I encourage you all to come to that. It's a very powerful time, the time where we kind of begin our Lenten journey with this complete sense that we, are, we have forgiven and we're working on forgiving. We step into Lent with this very powerful uh, uh, objective. Uh, the theme also today is the theme of exile from the garden. The church, in her wisdom, sees this as uh, went as a journey back to paradise, to Pascha. So to get into that kind of mindset, we see ourselves removed. And, our, our, and we, we realize in that removal of our sins and our difficulties and our weaknesses, and we travel through Lent back to that pristine beauty. So we're kind of on that pathway back to the beauty of our humanity that God gave to us. And along that path, we'll see the things that we need to make corrections on. We'll see the difficulties that surround us. We'll see our weaknesses. We'll see opportunities to repent, many opportunities to repent. Uh, and, but that is to kind of cleanse us, to move us to this place where when we come to that Paschal celebration, and, and say Christ is risen, that we too have risen. We too have returned. We too have made that journey back to, uh, to paradise. Um, in the epistle, we hear too, this epistle, the journey back is our work of salvation. Um, at St. Paul's, it's near to us now. This is our understanding of this moment, um, is that we cast all cast off the darkness, and we put on the armor of light. Okay, that's the beginning for us. We flee sin. We put on Christ. We practice the virtues. We'll get into that a little bit. The gospel text is that of uh, teaching us about forgiveness, forgiving each other, as we said, but it also begins to introduce to us the fast, the Lenten fast. We've actually begun the fast. Uh, we uh, were free from meat this week, but sadly for me, we weren't free from dairy. <laughs> I never get my cholesterol checked after cheese week. <laughs> it's a disaster, I'm sure. You know, it's interesting, you know, all the, the foods we kind of are restricted from during Lent, the one thing I want when Pascha shows up, I want a bite of cheese. I don't know about you, but cheese is a beautiful thing. <laughs> and this is cheese fair. <laughs> I think the church has a little sense of humor, a little bit. You know, we have all these serious things, the last judgment, meat fair picnic. You know, forgiveness of sins, exile from paradise, cheese fair potluck. 
just lightens that up a little bit for us. Very beautiful. But the fast, as we begin this fasting season, we have to understand that it's fasting from many things, and we'll talk a little bit about that, but it should never in any way be gloomy. It shouldn't be that if it's gloomy, you're going the wrong direction with it. You need to understand it. It's an opportunity to strengthen the will. And when you get that, it makes all the sense in the world to have restrictions, to have places where you say no, with all the bodily appetites, no to this, no to that. But we have to understand the importance of the fast is that it's targeted at the will. So we are in little ways saying no to the little things. So when the big thing shows up, our will is strengthened so we can say no to that. Very important to have that as uh, uh, an understanding. So um, I think in your bulletin, you got a little insert, did you not? Lenten journey, this little, okay, great. So that's the rest of the homily for you right there. Here we go. Hang on to your seats. I think the importance of this, when we say fast, we're, we're kind of designating things we're going to, to give up, right? To say no to. But if that's all we do, we're not making a lot of spiritual progress. For the saints say, the devil fasts. He's perfect in his fast. He never eats. So we can't get too proud of our fast. The importance here is that when we understand Lent is the liberation of our enslavement to sin, but it's also reestablishing virtues that are inhibited by those passions. So my encouragement to you is enter the great Lenten feast. It's a feast on the virtues. It's a powerful thing. When you look at that side of the, of, of the effort, it's so powerful. Because it's not about giving stuff up. Because you know what happens when you give it up when Lent's over? You just pick up the stuff you gave up and start doing it again. Right? That's not what it's about. It's about giving something up but practicing the other. So let's just look through this. We'll go through it pretty quickly. But my encouragement to you is that when you make a decision, and we should this week, today, make a decision on what you're going to fast from and what you're going to feast on. So you have targets. Because if you don't have a target, you're going to hit it every time. Okay, you're going to hit nothing. Okay, so, um, the fast, first, we fast from judging others. Judgment is a great enemy of the Christian. The saints say judgment is, is given to us as a temptation of the devil so we won't look at ourselves. Think about it. When we're looking out there, where are we not looking? We're not looking at ourselves. So when we start looking out there, we need to understand that's a temptation. We need to flee it and begin to pray for others with a kindly heart. Make that a Lenten practice. Pray for others, especially those you may have difficulty with. 
put a kindly heart on. Beg God for some kindness toward people that you're struggling with and pray for them. What a great Lenten feast that is. To make a decision during Lent to pray kindly for those that bother you, that upset you. Feast on praying for others with a kindly heart. Fast from complaining and being discontent. Feast on I, I, I've told this story before, so I'll tell, but I'll tell it again because it's, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> I went to the monastery in Essex, England, Father Zacharias, great spiritual father. I was talking to him about all these things I was struggling with and uh, all the problems of my heart, and I kind of confessed it, and he was shaking his head, agreeing, agreeing, agreeing. And um, he said, you know, Father Nicholas, the problem is, after all this explanation of these very particular sins, he says, you don't thank God enough. I said, what? I was like, I, didn't I wasn't talking about gratitude. He said, no. He says, you, never, you didn't thank God enough, and you never will be able to. He said, practice the virtue of gratitude. It comes over you, and it covers many, many other issues. When your heart is grateful to God for the things that he's done for you, then your heart is lifted above these other temptations. It was like I looked at that other stuff and I said, well, you know, if I was grateful, all this stuff wouldn't be an issue. You know, good spiritual fathers sometimes come at you uh, in an obtuse way. You don't hear, you don't see the wisdom in what they're saying, but when I began to look at it more completely, it was important. So my, concern, my encouragement to us during Lent is walk on the sunny side of the street. It exists, you know. You want to walk on that dark side with all those complaints? Walk on the sunny side of the street, okay? There's a great song about that, by the way, but I won't sing it for you. And you'll be very grateful that I didn't sing it. Fast from worry and faint-heartedness, Feast on trust and long-suffering. This Lent, change every worry to a prayer. Every worry is a prayer. Make that an effort. Don't worry, pray, right? Don't worry, pray. We need to understand how powerful this is for us. To, to, when that concern is given to us, we take it right to prayer. And sometimes the concern will uh, continue to be present. So suffer long with it. Keep praying. Um, there was a great line in one of the saints I was reading the other day. Um, the pain of entreaty sanctifies the heart. So when you're praying over and over and over again about something you want, something that's good, something that's holy, it's sanctifying your heart. That prayer is making your heart a holy place. So don't, don't give up. Long-suffering sanctifies the heart. Very powerful. Fast from bitterness and anger. Feast on forgiveness and gentleness. You know, anger is uh, 
one of our great concerns, and it's, it's just because it's kind of always in front of us, we're always tempted to it. But let me read this uh, passage from uh, St. John Cassian on the uh, eight vices. On anger, he says, the fourth struggle is against the demon of anger. We must, with God's help, eradicate his deadly poison from the depths of our souls. So long as he dwells in our hearts and blinds the eye of the heart with his somber disorders, we can neither discriminate what is for our good, nor achieve spiritual knowledge, nor fulfill our good intentions, nor participate in true life, and our intellect will remain impervious to the contemplation of the true divine light, for it is written, my eye is troubled because of anger. So when, if there's a problem in your life that creates anger, the problem is no longer the problem. You need to get that. Because if anger is present, that's the problem. You've got to get that out of the way and then go after the problem. Have you ever tried to argue or have you ever tried to talk to somebody when you're angry about a problem? What's the problem? Anger. You've got to get, it's a really, it's important for us to kind of get to this place where we see bitterness and anger in our life and beg God to forgive us. Beg God to, beg us to have the strength to forgive the other that's made us angry. I want to encourage you this Lent to be aggressive against this demon. Aggressive. With love and forgiveness, you can conquer this enemy. So, feast on... Um, Forgiveness and gentleness, and flee anger and bitterness. Fast from self-concern, feast on compassion and love for others. I want to tell you a story. I was with a, uh, we were, living, were out in Isla Vista, and we worked with a lot of the homeless folks there, and uh, there's a park in Isla Vista called Anascoyo Park, and I had an appointment with one of them. I was going to do some work for them and help them a little bit. And I told them I'd meet them in the park. And this one gentleman came to me with a very, very, a lot of concerns, a lot of personal troubles. And I said, you know, uh, we need to go to the park, come with me to the park, and we need to meet this person and then go home. We'll go back and talk. And so we get to the park, and uh, one of our beautiful brothers from the homeless community was there, and we sat down and talked, and I helped him a little bit, and he was sharing some of his own struggles with us. And we went, when we walked back, to my office to talk, this person said, did you do that on purpose, Father Nicholas? So what did I do? He said, I had all these concerns. And when I saw his life and the difficulties that he was dealing with, he says, I really don't have much to say to you today. He saw that giving a, a time, compassion to others, kind of calmed down our own concerns for ourselves. I'm just encouraging you to look out there, see where people, even prayer, even prayer for people, kindly thoughts to people, where we can kind of move in that direction, important for us. Um, feast on, fast from idle talk, feast on silence and uplifting words. This, this Lenten season, just uh, two things on that for one. One is just be careful of what comes out of your mouth. Pause. 
You know, we should have a pause button. You know, when we start feeling emotion, we just go, boop, pause, and let the motion go down, so then after the emotion goes away, we can push play. Okay? Pause emotion, play after the emotion is gone. It's such an important thing not to speak so immediately from our emotions, to, to gain control of them, to speak to be silent a bit, to be quiet, and to use uplifting words. May we feast on those things. Feast, fast from laziness. That means not doing what God wants you to do. It doesn't mean you're not busy. Feast, feast on, fast from laziness. Feast on joy-filled activities. My encouragement is every day you need something that gives you joy. Every day. You need to find something in that day that gives you joy. Even if it's 10 minutes with yourself. But you need to find joy in every day. It's such a beautiful thing. I remember Paul Alexander Schmemann said, a Christian without joy is not a Christian at all. God came to give us joy. A joyful life. We need to have it every day. We need to feast on it and be grateful for it. So, Every day this Lent, find joy. Finally, fast from overindulgence, from all our bodily appetites, feast on self-control and developing a stronger will, like I said before the fast. But I want to share something as we conclude here. <clears throat> the fast really begins when you fail. Because I will tell you this right now, you're going to fail. You're going to set up objectives, and you're going to fail on them. But that's when the fast begins. You need to understand that. This is, when it, this is where, can I get up? Can I continue? Can I step back into life after this disappointment? Okay. So my encouragement to you is, is set up your Lenten rule. How you're going to endure Lent. What the things you're going to try to accomplish. And when you fail, get up. And what happens if you fail again? Get up again. Get up again. Get up again. You know, the beautiful thing about uh, Pascha is St. John Chrysostom's homily. He basically says in that homily, you know, bless you all that feasted and fasted, fasted the whole time. But blessed are those that are just came at the last hour. This is the time to celebrate. Okay, so we need to find this rhythm in life. It's very important for us to get it. When we make a, a spiritual effort and we fail at it, repent right away and get up and look forward. Don't look back bemoaning the failure. Look forward to helping Christ. You know, he died for our sins. He, he died for that moment. He died for that moment of failure, for that moment of suffering, for that moment of struggle. That's what he gave his life for, so that he could be with us in that moment and lift us up. So understand the beauty of the Lenten feast. I want us to get this, to grab all that we can in this and gain the virtues that God has prepared for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.